The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal and they just care. They care about you. They care about me and I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. On with the show. Branding the kit. Gotta get the gotta kit. Get the gotta get the gotta get the Gotta get everything. I love them smoothies. You got a voice, dude? Do you I sing too? I don't have a voice, but. You have a voice. Nicely does. You got the thing. See, I sing. Oh, oh no, dude. Because I'm happy. Yes. Wow. Yes. And I sing yes. Yes. So because I'm free. Yes. Go make me cry. Go, go tell him. His eye is on the sparrow. Deal yes. And I know that's good. He watches me. Oh. That might be the best podcast intro we've that. ever had. I don't know about that. Got me cracking there for a second. Yeah, that was amazing. Like, I'm literally standing, sitting, existing. With you you let it go. Much, so. I like that you let it go. I like that you let it go on bar, too. You just yeah. like let it go on bar. Like crank it up. I told you, you bring the best out of me. So. If I'm you're listening to this on audio format and not watching on video, you probably have no idea what's going on. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, everybody. We're at Minotti's. Yeah, Woo! Venice Beach, California. Sitting here with Nicely. Sitting here with Derek. If anybody's watching this and is wondering why I'm holding it so close to my face, though, it's because he told me it's, it's going to be It's cut the ball. I mean, I, just, right I was just trying to prevent you from, okay. like, Dri- drifting, <laughs> drifting. Can you hear how it feels when we're drifting? Yeah. Keep it conscious. Drifting. Alex is in the corner. You can't see him. He's doing some stories. Pop in here, dude. Say hi. That guy right Say there. Say what's up. Hey, everybody. Miss you guys. Miss yeah. you. <laughs> I miss you, Mars. I miss you. Marshmallow. Miss you. Marshmallow. Miss you, Mars. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where to start with this whole yeah, situation. I'm curious, too. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't even know we were going to be doing a podcast. So I was like, okay. Let's All get right. into it. Let's rewind this thing, This is a daily rewind. Got up. Took a bird over here. Hey, it's pretty fun. And if you don't know what a bird is, a bird is a little electric scooter that you download the app on your phone. Got an invite code if you want it. I got a free ride thanks to DGT over here. Can we put the link in the video? Link in description. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Totally should do it. Yeah. See how many people get a free ride from Free rides. Link in bio. Free bird. Are you birding? Does it work with bird anywhere? Yep. Or not anywhere, but anywhere in LA. Uh, West side. West side. Yeah. Okay. So electric scooter over to the coffee shop. Come to hang. Come to chill. We had a really cool rap session last night, which was. Alex and I meeting your whole staff. Everybody got together, kind of like little family style style yeah. meal, yeah. open meeting. forum meal meeting, and to kind of connect the dots. Yeah, communication. Communi- between communication. 
No, I mean, I thought I saw a lot of, I felt a lot of value in the idea of like us, you know, becoming a Cat and Cloud account and you guys having an opportunity to come and meet some of my people and them to get you to ask you questions. And yeah, that was awesome, man. The more I connect with the people that I serve coffee to, like the cooler it is. And I used to experience that a lot on the retail level, like behind the counter, because the connection's right there. And then with things like wholesale, it takes a little bit more work, you know, you got to go out of your way, but it's so worth it. Yeah, it's I can tell so man, being at Barbecue, you. man, you were like ready, you were like, yo, how you do? You know, I can tell you're ready to still come. That's my safe it. place. That's it, my yo. safe place. You still got it. That's when I turn it on. I yeah, think. you were, like, I get behind the bar and I'm like, because I'm kind of chill in real life. Like, I relate. Like, you know, cameras get me going, the the bar, like, gets nothing gets me going. Cam- like, it's reciprocal. Yeah, but being behind bar, I, yeah. I, I'm all right. Yeah, reciprocal energy between, you know, both sides of the counter. It's an acquired taste, you know what I'm saying? You're like, here we go. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've heard us talk about Minotti's before, but if you're new here and you don't know what's going on, we got the Omegas, <laughs> we're ready to go. <laughs> Official. You're in Venice, California. This is a coffee shop. But this is like, I don't, okay, I want to talk about the name, but I want to talk about the dream first. He's, he he was the dream, man. He he put the dream together. So I'm <laughs> let's serious. Let's talk about, let's talk you, about you inception. Put the dream together, though. Uh, and structure. Like, where did this come from? Is, like, why is this even here? Coffee is community. Music is community. Uh, both are positive things in a person's day. Okay. So... We really love, you know, being that positive influence on a person's day. So, uh, great coffee, great vinyl records every day. It and sounds really good. Yeah, that's the heart of it is good vibes. Uh, operating on a frequency that's inspirational for uh, us on the staff level, but also on the customer level. So, you're a musician. Yeah, I mean, you're more than a musician, but you have a musical background. I have a musical background. What got you even excited about the prospect of starting a coffee shop? Like, obviously, you're talking this huge community thing. Yeah. But what makes you want to make the plunge from, like, I'm going to enjoy this as a social aspect of my life to, like, I'm going to start putting plans together and I'm going to yeah. do this thing. Yeah. Um, Was there a moment that triggered that? Living in San Francisco, seeing a lot of beautiful roasters form, but also touring the world with the vehicle of music, uh, and recognizing that the coffee shop is the first social network. You know, it is the place that you go to in a city to find a good restaurant or a good recommendation for a venue or a show, or maybe uh, you got some ideas and you want to share them with somebody and connect with some eyeballs, you know, together. So touring coffee shop is the heart of a community and really something that we wanted to both be a part of and 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 you know inspire a neighborhood with so yeah so you're sparked in the city and then how did you two end up coming into contact there's an origin story there, there right? there's all kinds there's of origin to be downtown los angeles origin. essentially but uh yeah, i was working at handsome coffee roasters um and in a very organic authentic way uh you know we met we were you know, yucking it up quite a bit. And uh, I had invited him to, he had a studio space nearby where he was working on a, on a, on an Instagram t-shirt business and stuff. I still think it was brilliant, by the way. Thank you so much. You know, Instagram <laughs> is what it was. Rev know. share. I thought, Artists, it, was awesome. we I thought it was awesome. 
Uh, but anyway, we were we were always geeking a lot, and uh, there was going to be a throwdown on one uh, given night. I think it was at um, Icon. Yeah. And I invited him uh, to come check it out, and uh, he saw all of the crazy that it is. I happened to win that one, so I think that kind of helped. You know. I saw you win one. I also saw you, you know? judge one. I just saw the authentic authenticity between a community. Uh, of baristas and you know, just rad creative people. You know, they are inspiring on a lot of levels. So yeah, what? I, kinda, I was gonna say like, I could kind of tell like he was you know definitely a coffee geek and stuff. You know, and you know we just kind of hit it off. You know, so what made nicely stand out to you in the perspective of you're around coffee community, you're familiar with coffee, so you've seen a ton of baristas doing work. Oh yeah, right. Like there's potentially an endless number of people who you could partner with to do a really cool coffee shop. Just the the passion, the drive, uh, the customer service, just just the realness. Uh, uh, like able to geek out if you want to geek out, but also just able to brighten your day with his vibrato, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it up a couple octaves. You know? <laughs> Once in a while, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and you know, uh, w- wanting, t- just feeling the pull for this neighborhood that we're in, and also the roots that he was beginning to lay down with family, and you know, wanting to go on that journey together to uh, inspire other generations and other people, you know. But yeah, it, it was really that. Uh, that wow for people like, you know, just being so committed to like maybe rocking a pour for some people and like they're tuned in and like, oh, that's magical. But it wasn't just right. It was like a little flick of the wrist. It wasn't right. It's like, hold on, let me do that for you one more time. And, and but just reading the person to be able to like share that with them and deliver like live art, you know, through food and beverage is, is amazing. That, that, that's an artisan, you know, I'm getting... artisanal and nerd thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> A- AOE, yeah, artisanal on everything. <laughs> there you go. I think there's a lesson it's in love. there, which yeah. is there's something more than just like numbers and spreadsheets or what makes sense. Mm. You know, like let's say if you take someone and you're like, oh, I'm going to categorize this person as X and this person's Y, and these two things together would make like a really cool business business partnership on paper. Yeah, but there's like some sort of energy energy or, algorithm or magic or rhythm that it's really hard to quantify that kind of makes everything click which I, is why some things work like magic and some things that seem like they should work don't at all because yeah. you're missing that layer of energy it's the value that's uh not always tangible yeah uh i, I mean it's in look, the gut i feel lucky that he recognized something like that you know or you know whatever and i'm you know grateful that he helped put me in a position to, you know, take care of my family and, you know, establish myself to a degree as, you know, I don't know, that much more of a coffee professional, you know, make it worthwhile, you know. You were pretty um, established. Very. I mean, it's a know, different level, yeah, but you, you know, were pretty. Yeah, yeah, how many I mean, times did you win the World Latte Art Championship? Um, by the by, the time we did this, three times. Probably yeah. three times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> three times. No small feat. You know, um, but look, there. I think, you know, like I'd already seen, you know, I was going to stop competing as much and I needed to kind of shift the energy and the focus into something, you know, and he provides this amazing opportunity, you know, and 
um, you know. So thankful to have partners that believe yeah. in I mean, both brought, of us, Louie and Eddie. Together. So, I mean, yeah, he, so we hit it off as naturally as we did, you know, and recognized whatever it was. And then he had um, me meet with Louie and Eddie, who owned the bar right next to us behind your back. And, uh, you know, yeah, just right behind your back, not behind your back. Literally. behind my, They were good, they're going around behind my back. And yeah. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Just starting a coffee shop. Like, These motherfuckers going behind my back, son. Yep. You know, just starting some fire, you know. Uh, but they, they, I think, saw how, you know, passionate we were about this project. You know, they realized, you know, like, well, we've got the space. We just don't know how to, you know, make it happen, you know. So why don't you guys make it happen? And They're so insp- inspirational to me for really having these community spaces in Los Angeles. They're around food and beverage and and and, and more music more than anything. Uh, Louis Netti kind of kicked things off with a really legendary club called Temple Bar in Los Angeles. And that was the pool for me that was so inspiring to see them have this hub for very creative people, you know, to, to flourish in. And all of their spaces are so creative and so instrumental in a neighborhood and really inspiring exchange of information between all three of us together is pretty it's pretty powerful teamwork and the building that you're in has so much history that's oh, associated man. with it vortex yeah it's i mean and, uh no you're right i mean manati's coffee stop this logo is pretty much uh, original to the space. The only difference that didn't say coffee stop back in the day used to say uh, Minotti's Bar or Minotti's Buff. Buffet. And uh, we named it after the original owner of the building. He built the building in 1915 as a bar. His name was Cesar Minotti. And, and that's uh, his picture on the wall over there, yeah? Yep. Got to look for him. There. You yep. got that secret uh, menu. Look out yeah, for right, Cesar, dude. Yeah, look out for Cesar. You might have something to tell you right behind him, you know, just flip around. Uh, but he... Uh, he ran the largest distribution center for alcohol in Los Angeles during Prohibition, and it was like right below our feet. So we saw a lot of value and a lot of just fun and, you know, paying homage to some Venice history and taking it in a fun new direction. You know, barista in Italian is bartender, you know, so there's a lot of parallels to play off of in the coffee world and the, and the alcohol world, being able to, you know, put those parallels together for certain people when they come in the space to help them understand, well, why is this specialty? and you know, the same way they appreciate a wine or a cocktail, you know, getting them to kind of, well, bridge the gap a little bit. And, right. Uh, the history lesson bridges the whole thing. It helps. Yeah, it's it so helps. Sick. Yep. How Hopefully. was it when you first opened and you're kind of making this transition from, I don't want to claim what your identity was, but people knew you as, I'm a latte art champion. I'm, you know, I'm a competitor here. This is what I do. And then going in this whole other direction to like, cool, now I have this business to manage, these people that I'm responsible for. Obviously, you're no stranger to working in production barista environments, but was yeah. it a different kind of level that you felt? or You know, it, it really was. And I kind of had a, a small opportunity to just test my sea legs, if you will, a little bit. Um, when he initially approached me about this project at Handsome, it was a little too early in its, you know, sort of conception to be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to do that. Probably I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to, I was still, you know, married to the handsome idea, right? Uh, About six, seven months, you know, passes, things change. And I was working at a restaurant in West Hollywood um, using Handsome's coffee and running it with my wife. Um, And that was kind of showing me like, okay, at least I think I kind of got an idea of how I'm supposed to run a place, you know, by making sure my pars are a certain amount, by making sure I'm not wasting a bunch of whatever, you know what I mean? So then I was starting to be like, okay, I think... I think the next thing has to be something a little bit bigger, you know? 
and then he revisits the conversation. I'm like, oh, yes, this is awesome. Here and we are. Now yeah. is the time. I'm grateful that you bring up the idea of like, you know, you know, people knew you as like this latte art thing, you know, but there, I think people that really know me and really worked with me understood that there was so much more I cared about before we got to that pretty part that um, having a space to kind of, you know, show that, you know, that it's like there's these other little details that you need to do in order to get to that last little pretty part, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's truth. It's so hard because, uh, sorry, I cut no, you no, off. Go ahead, go ahead. With uh, social media and the way it works, it's so easy to put people in the categories to where, like, you're a latte artist. You're a barista competitor. You're a coffee shop owner. I, I got I to gotta call, you know, uh, or I got to bring a level of appreciation to Kyle Glanville in, in that regard and stuff because, in my mind, I've always had, you know, the idea of I want. He, he had challenged me at some point. He was like, you know, I just, someday I want you to be thought of as more than just a great latte artist. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, he's one of those people that, you know, challenges you in a way that will make you grow, you know. And um, uh, and I think that's always something that I've always ended up having bubbling in my mind. I'm like, well, I, you know, I ain't trying to have Kyle Glanville talk shit, man. I'm trying to make sure, you know, I, <laughs> I, bring, I bring next level game then. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. He's really good for stuff like that. Oh, buddy. He'll throw it at you. The like, best. Not in like a hater kind of way, but in a <laughs> like ridiculously honest sort of way where you're like, fuck. I've, I've likened I, him I to got, an older brother that I've just been like, man, all right, man, I'm going to do it. You know, But he's always made, my, made me better. So. We're going to do yeah. this. Kyle, Kyle turns it up. Shouts yeah. out. <laughs> I felt like you were on a roll there for a second. Just riffing. With I thought you were going to cut man. in. <laughs> I thought you were going <laughs> in. I, I was just like, looking at people walk in. and. Oh, like, yeah. So it's a weird mix because people are coming in at the same time, so I'm like and giving like them some eyeballs. Out, like, yeah, like, hey, what's up? Hey, we we're take just a reach out from the corner. Yeah, Derek's like parking patrol. Yeah, and like uh, social parking patrol. attendant, social making sure people don't get seventy dollars tickets. Yeah, yeah. All the hey, maybe, maybe it's do street some cleaning dishes. today. I got you. Yep, I think oh. that's I think that's so sick to see the legacy kind of move forward and tie it all again. And I think for a lot of people out there, it just helps people have that appreciation for you or respect for you that like, you had earned all along, but it's like, hey, it's legit now. And people, are, it's man. cool because I see that too. And it's, I don't know if it's good or bad. Like it, it feels good when you have these accomplishments that you can stack up, but it's interesting to see, oh, like people treat you different now that you own a business or people talk to you in a certain way. And it was like this whole thing from coming out of, no, you're right. I'm, I'm just a kid to, oh, you're, you're a big kid now, and now no, you're a grown-up. You're totally right, man. It's like it's changed the way I look at latte art in a lot of ways, you know, because while, you know, I can find glee and get in the pour with you and geek out and everything. You guys were ripping today. Yeah, those are, those are moments <laughs> sometimes far and few in between because, like, you know, there's so much bigger that you got to be worried about, right. you know, and so. Which, I'll tell you what I got out of that. It was like, I'm maybe where I'm at right now, I'm like almost too in tune with the bigger part. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to make more coffee. There you go, man. <laughs> you were <laughs> cruising. You more, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there's he like hopped this little, in the, the new square registered yeah. I, oh, intuitively. Yo, I was the most mastering. I was actually most proud of that first transaction. Yo, you nailed, like, he nailed it. Thing, and it. I'm like, oh, yeah, cappuccino? Yeah, yeah, $4. Okay, here's one, one back at you. I got a couple Boom. tips too. That's cool. You got yeah, a good man. tip, honey. We got to tip I, I, you I out. Contributed. Today. No, don't tip me out, dude. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I'm, no, no, I'm no. gonna check. Don't later, give me you know, anything. So <laughs> that all goes to your squad. Oh nah, man, but that's love right there. That's yeah, that's exciting. And then the space since you opened it has grown, so it's almost yeah. like we're I mean, sitting in, in the, the new house. Area, it's like yeah. twice the size as it used to be. Yep. Yeah, I tell people that you know we turned two years old and we literally got twice as big. We're in our fifth year of operation now, so we've gotten to see this now for the past two years, you know, really take off. Why was this not part of the original build out? 
Uh, I think in the 50s, they uh, were uh, compartmentalizing the building to like do smaller businesses. Uh, yeah, so, so this got compartmentalized yeah. to this little spot that was operating as like a head shop and like... You know, postcards and sunglasses and magnets. Nefarious things. Shop, you know? The All standard Venice situation. Yeah. Uh, it's a little suspect. And a little suspect, you know. <laughs> we, we, I mean, there's a very Venice story in, yeah, getting the added space that the the lady that ran this space that we're sitting in right now for, the like, the last 25 years, or for 25 years, we know towards the end of those 25 years, she was supplementing by some level of le- illegal activity. And, Come you know, in and talk vibes. to us about that story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If there, you know, I'm just saying. Well, you know, that I, I didn't. You know, allegedly. You know, um, you know, some allegedly. suspicious activity. But you know, the vibe out front was never amazing. You know, it just didn't. Definitely, it definitely just didn't jive with what we were doing next door. You know, so um, she. Can, can we tell? I mean, might as well tell a full may, story now. I, yeah, maybe. I, I don't mean, know. I'll tell you what. You can say whatever you want. We're at uh, 21 minutes, 20 seconds. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to mark that. And then yeah. if you're like, I don't feel comfortable with that, we can take it out. Cool. All right. I'm just saying then that, uh, Woo! you know, a... a Let me get a chair. Hold a on a second. That's a marker. Yeah. A small bomb went off. What's that now? No, you're good. Yeah, we're oh, good. Okay. He's getting a chair. He's right, just getting right. a chair. Um, <sighs> yeah, no, feel better? So much better. Oh, Thanks, guys. My man. booty was... Uh, no, we uh, uh, the the lady that ran the space before she set off a small bomb, um, and it burned out this whole space, and it became available. We got to bid on it, and we got it. No one got square. hurt. Nobody no one got, got hurt. hurt. That's good. Thankfully, um, yeah. It took Energy's aligned. Firefighters uh, about 20 minutes to put the fire out. They said it was like 90 seconds away from catching a little crawl space and running like throughout the block. That would have been bad news. That would have been real bad. Which, if you know anything about like you know 20s era buildings uh, in a given space, they're all like connected, you know. So yeah, it would have run through the entire block like that. So anyway, they did their job, um, got it under control. And we got to bid on the space. Um, we got the space. And then, uh, literally, our two-year anniversary is when we were first cracking the wall to come through. Use nice. the little square capital to help get the space going. Square you know, just shouts out. Get her done. Yeah. yeah. How does that work? Pitch it, bro. You're on. Pitch it. <laughs> you plug it. Just plugging. Uh, you know, enables the small business to take a fixed loan that's paid back through percentage of transactions on the credit card sales so we didn't really feel the hit and it helped us grow it worked thank you yeah yeah thank you square. yeah square capital mm-hmm. it's good knowledge for people i didn't know about it i was unfamiliar with the world square i think you hit me to that so it, bomb it, no one got hurt no one got hurt thank, so i'm not endorsing any bomb activity no bomb but maybe activity. a little blessing in disguise for you yeah. in the neighborhood yeah it's it enabled really- us to open this up to be able to just sit where we're at right now. It's yeah. beautiful. Enjoy some sunshine. It up, it's great. You know, we were able to then, you know, expand, you know, and, and expand literally the vibes, you know, that yeah. on this sidewalk as you're walking by, it didn't feel, you know, a certain kind of way, you know, and not, not to take anything away from what Venice, you know, has been or is, you know, but we did see a value to creating a space that was going to be, you know, impactful in the most positive way yeah. in this neighborhood. And that wasn't happening before. Yeah, there's a balance to neighborhood development, and we're kind of seeing it in Santa Cruz, too, especially on the east side, because there's a lot of that. I don't know if you would call it gentrification over there, because it's like everyone over there is like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it's just a lot of of shifting in mindset. New businesses come in, and then some of them you can tell 
are positive forces in the neighborhood. And yep. some of them are just these weird little generic things. But the mindset of people is so split to where yeah. there's this weird building next to my building, and I freaking love it. It's the funkiest, strange apartment complex. It's this bright, like, teal green building. It's It just looks so beach town and, like, weird. <laughs> and the dude who owns the building repainted it the exact same color. Tight. And the people who own my building, which is, like, a new kind of modern thing, they're like, why do you do that? And I'm like, dude, it's great. It's funky. It's awesome. Like, yeah. I don't Embrace want... Embrace the funk. You know, yeah, it's got that <clears throat> funk. Like, I don't want Eastside Santa Cruz to look exactly like Portland does after everything came in there. Yeah. No diss to Portland, but you know what I mean? It's like, gotta have... You gotta keep some of that character. Character. Yeah, Accentuate man. the neighborhood and not yep. take it over. This oh. is changing a lot, it seems like. I mean, yeah, I a mean, lot of Venice growth. is a dynamic little town, a city, you know, by the beach. Um, bums and billionaires. Bums and billionaires, you're right. I really like the grit, and I don't... Jenny, my wife Jenny, she doesn't like grit too much, but I'm like, I like places just interesting enough to where I still feel safe, but it's like a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. And like something weird could happen. Mm-hmm. In any moment. Yeah, at any Dude, moment. I, I promise you, man, this <laughs> is like a lightning rod <laughs> of... <laughs> weird at times yeah. <laughs> there's something about it that i really love was there were you accepted in the neighborhood like right off the bat from the locals yeah was it, was i think it pretty a little, smooth yeah a little at a time uh well you know I, I had opened up the intelligentsia on abbott kinney i was you know the original hire for it and uh we opened up that place i think with like the last generation of you know venice locals you know that it was a little work to have them embrace us, you know, because we were in shirts and ties and all this types of craziness. Right, there's a you know? certain aesthetic you had. So, I mean, we had to be that much more warm and amazing, whatever, you know, to make people feel welcomed, you know? So anyway, that reputation kind of stuck with me while I was bouncing around town for a couple years doing Handsome and Heart and the Hunter. And then when we started this place, a lot of the people that, you know, had remembered me from Intelligentsia basically started coming once we opened here, yeah. you know? And that was like an immediate sort of segue into our community um, that... Again, like the foundation had just kind of been laid a few years before. So, which probably would have been a whole different story if you had never been here. You're like, hey, brand new guy, yeah, hey, guy. Build your shop. It totally yeah. might. I'm just part of this yeah. thing yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. cool. It's nice when it feels plugged in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We experienced the same thing with Jared and I working around the corner from our original store for sure. years. Yeah, yeah. Because we had, we did have those experiences where people would come by, like, what? why the fuck are you building another coffee? Oh, it's you. I like you guys. You guys are cool. And yeah, like, totally. yeah, for totally. sure. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. Like, it's yeah. like kind of scary. You're like, ah, ah I'm cool. Oh. I, I, yeah, I love it. Yeah. So I definitely, I think we're you know, here to we're help you guys by a great deal of the locals here and stuff. You know, and then there's some that don't necessarily rock with us, and that's what's you know okay too. I mean, that's there's right, yeah. plenty of shops now in the neighborhood and everything to be like, you know, not us, them. You know, and uh, I love keeping it community in that sense too, because like a great deal of the baristas that work all around here all come in here at some point and have a cup of coffee too. You know, so yeah. What if we shift real quick? It's something I wanted to ask you for a long time, which is, what was your like like break in moment with coffee? When oh, did work. you decide like, okay. oh, I'm gonna work at a coffee shop? How's this interesting to you? Uh, all right. Well, um, it's worth saying that I'd had good coffee work experiences through high school. Like my first uh, coffee job was at Starbucks in Seattle, and oh, I was working right. at their flagship location, Fourth uh, and Westlake at the time. And uh, while I was there, I was even covering shifts at the original location when I had time off school. So I was picking up extra shifts whenever I could. As soon as I would be out of school, I'd go to work there. And I think they, you know, they recognized, or I recognized, or I, I can say I can remember even then, you know, being like the perfect little robot, you know, to like upsell this, upsell that and everything. So that impression, it, it, you know, it stuck with me. I loved the atmosphere and, and the job itself. 
while I was working for Starbucks in 10 months, it went from like super automatics to, or went from, you know, like classic, you know, somebody's pulling a shot, somebody's steaming milk to super automatics, right? But, you know, everything about like a five minute timer and walking the floor still is something that, you know, I st- that sticks with me from my Starbucks time, right? But I worked at Starbucks, I worked at Tully's, I worked at Krispy Kreme all through high school. And, you know, those were corporate, you know, spaces and environments to make coffee. And it felt a kind of way. I just loved the job of putting it together. Was that like a job for you? Or like when you decided to apply at Starbucks, you're like, yeah, this will be fine? Or it, it was, it was... Um, were you drinking coffee already? I w- well, drinking coffee in the traditional sense of growing up, you know, Puerto Rican, you know what I mean? That it, you're going to have coffee in your house at some point, you know, and... Um, but not to, not to the level of appreciation of like, you know, so long as I had my caramel frappuccino, I was happy. You know right, what I'm saying? So, right. uh, but anyway, like, you know, complex that was, sweetness, dude, com- <laughs> complex There's whipped cream yo. and caramel. Um, so I mean, it just finish, it, finish that, is clean. The hell finish, yo. <laughs> The, the finish lit on the top of your roof of right. your mouth. You know? That's that's what was extra. Um, but, you know, it stuck with me all through high school. And then when I graduated, um, I was bouncing around doing a couple of jobs. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I was working overnight at this grocery store. And my girlfriend at the time could recognize that I was just kind of hating life, you know. And she's like, you know, I know this coffee shop that just opened up a new place. You should give them a resume. And it was across the street from the REI I really wanted to work at. I submitted a resume to that REI. I got the job to the REI. I still had the job at the grocery store. I'm kind of feeling like, all right, I'll do both these jobs. It'll be cool until I hear back from this coffee shop. The coffee shop hits me up maybe about two or three weeks later. And I remember, you know, answering the phone and being like in the middle of sleep because I was working overnight. And, you know, he hit me up. This guy hit me up at like nine o'clock in the morning and, you know, woke me up. And I'm like, "Uh, who is this? And he's like, oh, hi, my name is David. Um, um, (laughs) You know, I have your resume here. Would you be interested in uh, coming in for a resume? I'm like, "Uh, where's the resume at? And he's like, "Uh, oh, uh, Vivace. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, man. You know, I, I just accepted this job at REI and I got this grocery store job. I really appreciate you getting back to me, but I think I'm okay, man. I'm, a, I'm just going to work those two. And he's like, uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, appreciate your time. And I was like, all right, cool, Dan, thanks. So I hang up the phone, and my girlfriend at the time, you know, she said, uh, who was that? And I'm like, someplace called Vivace or something like that. I don't know, but I'm going back to bed right now. And she's like, no, nah, you might want to give them a call back, actually. That's like the best coffee in Seattle. And I was like. So she was keeping you straight. Uh, she well, she Seattleite, born and raised, you know, and so okay. she definitely had an appreciation for she their, knew the weight. their place, you know, and I did not, you know, and so I was like, well, all right, I'll, I'll call him back, call him back. I get sure enough, David answers the phone again. It's David Schomer uh, answers, and he's like, um, uh, hello, and I'm like, uh, well. Uh, yeah, I just spoke with some guy named David about some resume I put in at Vivace. He's like, uh, oh, yeah, that, that's, that was me you just spoke to. Um, yeah, if you still want to come in, we'd be happy to have you for uh, an interview. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make some time. So I went in on a Tuesday, and I remember the minute like I sat down in the interview, I was surrounded by four people that wanted to hear what I had to say, and I'd never been in an interview like that before. No way. Wow. And, uh, you know, I remember a handful of questions, uh, but one in particular, um, you know, he said, you know, like, well, what brought you out to Seattle? And I said, well, my mom moved me out to Seattle because I wanted to pursue vocal performance. And the school that I applied to um, was pretty well known for their choir program. And, uh, you know, that's why my mom brought me here. She's like, oh, so there's an artistic background and a mother that... understands that so he recognized my relationship with her and for whatever it was that stood out to him and you know we finished the interview I'm walking down the street 
and I get a call from Casey Fricks, one of the managers of the location. He's like, you know, we really enjoyed it, you know, our time with you. We'd like to offer you a position like right away. And I was like, okay, cool. So I start working there. I quit my uh, job at the grocery store and I'm doing REI and Vivace at the same time. And that's the ones that are right across the street right from each other. That's amazing. Other, yeah. You know? And it was easy enough to go from one place to the other. And uh, at some point, about three, four months in, uh, after a training with uh, Jody Jakes, one of his longest tenured employees, um, he or she, she pulls me aside after the training and she's like, you know, and she knew also that I was entertaining the idea of a full-time position at REI. She's like, you know, we know that you've got a really great opportunity ahead of you with REI, but we really see that you've got something extra for this if, you know, it's at all possible we'd like to have you commit to being here. We know we don't have all the hours you need right now, but we'll, we'll make it work. Um, but we really think you've got something for this. And that was honestly like the perfect thing to say to an early 20-something that that's when I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to be about. You know, and so I dedicated right then to it. How did that feel, not on a coffee level, but just on a personal level, to have someone just kind of want you there more? I feel like that's a really unique thing in a job, especially in the time, you know, because I, I don't think at that time people are really aware of like, oh, you got to treat your employees well, or you got to go out, and if, to have someone see something special in you. Man, again, again, our, the perfect thing an early 20-something needed to hear in an atmosphere where I was ready to be mentored, you know? And there were a handful of mentors ready for me there. And I didn't necessarily know that they were all going to be my mentors, but they knew it. And they, you know, collectively were always, you know, asking me about more than coffee. They were engaging. I mean, I'll, and truthfully, it, it's something that, you know, I start to get emotional about because I'd I had never been treated as much like a family member until, you know, I worked there, you know, and mind you, my family consists of me and my mom, you know, so this was an entirely different, you know, space and experience, everything for me. And so when, and I'd already been looking up to Jody Jakes, like she was a superhero, like today, like I still <laughs> think of her, you know, manning this little six foot bar with a long apron and the way she would move from side to side, it looked like a cape behind her, you know? And so I got, I so for her to be like, and, you know, I, I knew she'd been working, making coffee already for 12 plus years, you know, 15 years or something like that, you know. And I was like, wow, she really thinks that I got something for this. And she's recognizing that I've been working really hard. Like, okay, like that's just, then that's where I need to be, you know. So that, Again, was, that was it. I'm that so jealous it. that you even got the chance to hang up on David. Dude, you're like, <laughs> you're like nah, dude, I'm cool. <laughs> ah, soccer, We're good. Soccer, dude. Yo, man. And Meanwhile, in like California, like a few years prior, I'm like, buying the DVD. I got the book. I got like both the DVDs. And I'm watching this dude on my TV screen in his like sick little apron and his sick little the bolo tie. tie. Yeah, and buddy. Like, yeah, dude. And I'm like, this guy is super weird, but he's yeah. got it dialed. Yeah. Like, and dialed. he was that. He was. I mean, in my mind, the birth of latte art in the United States, like the birth of what most people think of as like the modern specialty coffee cafe, like he's heavily responsible for that. Well, he's, definitely. I, I'm grateful that people touch on that, that know, because again, I, you know, I appreciate his presence in my life so much that, you know, he told his baristas like, yo, this guy's really got something at some point, you know, and for him to recognize that as well, you know, and want to keep me engaged it meant everything, you know, and he was also, you know, a dude that had two kids by now to be mellowed out enough that I'd heard 
you know, legend of him firing people for serving one bad shot of espresso, you know? Yeah, so he I heard been, all those stories. So he had at least by now been willing enough to be another mentor, you know what I mean? And I, I mean, I'm lucky he treated me like I was, you know, one of his kids for four years, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I give it to David. I only met him one time and I fanned out on him super hard, which Word. I told you about. But I, yeah. I don't know. It makes me sad when people don't know. Yeah. Mm. And then there was this weird period of time, I feel like, where he was doing his thing. And then this whole new new wave of specialty started to approach and people were like kind of talking crap and they're like, yeah, he's old news. And I'm like, no, 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 Like you got to respect people and where they came from and Lineage. their contribution yeah. to the overall culture. And I don't know. So I just talk about it as much uh, as I possibly can. I appreciate that. Man. It's something so it's so real for me, even though I wasn't there because yeah. I'm like, I went up and told him, I'm like, dude. You like taught me how to make coffee, basically Word. in my mind. Like you taught me how to make latte art. Like, you showed me how. I had two Word. ergo packers. I was like, I got my Word. ergo packers. I'm tamping yep. this thing. Yeah, I'm still waiting on the on the update for his ergo packer. Just he told he he, he I've heard that there's a you know a, a 2.0 in the making oh, and stuff. You know, snap. so I'm like, look like out, a coffee thinner world. piston, maybe. I don't you know. know. There might be some things going on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, you know, to know to know that that dude had the ability of being you know as impactful in the industry as he was still you know be a guy that kind of wanted to exist humbly you know what i'm saying and you know if somebody fanned out on him that might turn him off you know what i'm saying so like yeah. I, I admittedly i'm sad that you you know are not not enough people know the the david that i know you know um and then apart from that some of the people that he put in place you know like a a brian fairbrother that you know you talk about like our industry you know what i mean like there were few people that or there are few people that have done this you know for a dozen years you know let alone 22 years like brian fairbrother brian had. was working there for a really did he pass he passed away uh, i he, remember seeing he was i don't mean to sidetrack no, you no. but like i remember he was such a presence that i i like knew who he was but i didn't know who he was yeah like i knew he was a thing yeah and I remember one time he took my pastry order and i'd seen him <laughs> at all the shops because i was like oh this guy's been here for like 10 plus years and he's like Working customer service, like taking orders and just crushing it, and I, I don't know, it was like a weird experience. Man, he's was, he is one of the most beautiful, heavy. beautiful human beings I've I've been blessed to to know. Um, again, an amazing mentor in the sense that you know I was nervous about getting a neck tattoo at some point, you know, and he was like, "Oh, sweetie, we just want you, we just want you to be as you as you are," you know. Again, perfect thing to hear as like a twenty-something be like man, well, then this is where I need to be at, you know? And he was always so, um, he was the mother of, you know, the entire staff, you know, 45 plus people. And he kept us all together in a beautiful way that, you know, yeah, when he passed away, like, man, I was pretty devastated, you know? And, uh, I mean, my firstborn is named in part after him, you know? And, um, again, there are a few people that could Say, man, I've made coffee for like 15 plus years, you know, yeah. that guy had done it for 22 years, you know, 1500 people showed up for his, uh, his memorial, you know, wow. that his impact on Capitol Hill in Seattle in coffee, you know, is something that I'm like, man, if I, if I get a 10th of that, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'd be lucky, you know? So, yeah. When did you know that you had it? Like, okay. Man, like, I don't even think I can know I got it right now. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? There's like, <laughs> or when did you know that you had the potential to have it? Because there's people that are telling you, hey, we want you to stay. Hey, you're doing a good job. Hey, this is awesome. And then at some point you cross that threshold and you're just like, so maybe to make it less weird, I'll tell you when I feel like I knew that okay. I had it. Okay, all right. So yeah, all right. Where? I was making coffee 
in my hometown, learning how to do this stuff. Modesto. Like got, got Modesto. Shout out to the 209. Uh, 99. Started working at Ritual. And then when I moved to San Francisco, <laughs> I was just like a really intimidated kind of kid because mm-hmm. the, the culture was different, even though it's close enough to the Bay Area. So we would go skate there and stuff, but I was like, whoa, I'm here this now. Is this is big. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is crazy. And there's people like, you know, it's like, Eileen and Jeremy own the company, and there's people like Gabe and Ryan, who I'm like, whoa, these guys are like next level, crazy stuff. And then it was on one of those trips where we ended up meeting you, but we went for one of like the the Coffee Fest latte art things. And I'd been to another one in Vegas. It was when you used to be able to pick your winning pour like back in the day, and I sandbagged myself and picked the wrong one. But then that one, that same year we did... Seattle, and we did the one in Chicago, and Seattle was like, okay, I got, I got third place, and I was like, hell yeah, third place, that's pretty tight, I think that's cool, mm-hmm. but it could be like a one-off maybe, it might be yeah. a one-off, and then we went to Chicago, and I competed out of region for the Brisa competition, and did the Latte Air Championship, and that was the one that I won, <laughs> yeah. and right then, like, my score didn't count in the barista competition, but I like would have qualified third. Ooh. And that moment, and, like after Ooh. I got the trophy for the latte art, I was like, I think I could do this. I think this, like I think I okay. might fit in here, and I think I could maybe make something out of this. And I didn't know what it meant as far as like, I didn't know what it meant, but it just yeah. felt like I could be at home. You know, yeah, I'm not no, an outsider totally. anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, I think I think it'd probably be around the same time and stuff because that coffee fest. I'd already I'd been working for Mibachi for about three years up until that point, and all we'd ever talked about, or all, all we'd ever done, was kind of talk shit, honestly, about Coffee Fest, right? <laughs> yeah. We were like, "Oh my God, there's all these annoying people about to come in and ask us all these Get questions ready. and stuff," right? Get ready. Oh. But there was a gal that started working at Espresso Mibachi the year ahead of that one. Her name was April Pollard, and she was kind of the one that kind of got me into taking pictures of my latte art, right? Okay. Yeah. And she was the one to first challenge me, you know, even in thinking about other flavors, you know. Of what coffee's supposed to taste like, right? And she was gonna com- she competed in that in that one, right? And I remember looking at you know all the pours that were submitted and all that type of stuff. And hers, I think she ended up getting like tenth place or something like that, you know. And I even remember posting on Flickr at some point, you know, like pointing at it, being like, "Man, <laughs> if this was us on bar right about now, you know, we might have handled everybody up here right. or something like that." I yeah. talk shit. I you know, yeah, no, no. Chris I- DeFario helped, helped, you know, even likes to remind me of that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, <laughs> "Yo, I felt confident about." it. I was like, "I can you know, relate to that feeling." It was yeah. one of those things. Like, man, I think you know, like I could probably pour with these guys. I didn't compete in that one. I was just watching. You yeah. Know? I was like, man, I think I could pour with these people. You know, and um, the. The visit that you guys came with, right? Like, I remember your whole bus kind of unloading and all these people filing in on the stairs, which, you know, if you've ever been to Alley 24 uh, Espresso Vivace, there's like a whole long little staircase that all of a sudden you've got. There's like a switchback thing. It must have been like, yeah. It, it was full. Like 15 of y'all, 20 of y'all or something like that, man. It was wild in the streets. There was yeah. a lot. You know, so like I remember like any, every one of y'all coming through kind of evaluating my drinks a certain way. I think I even remember Pele using a spoon to see how thick my foam was. Oh, God, that was when people used to do like that, that annoying shit like you that. You know, and uh, so yo, shout out to Pele, though. Love that guy. Oh, man. Pele's and, the best, you know, yeah. But, you know, wow. I remember, you know, Chris Owens being in that line and stuff. And I, I just I remembered most of the interactions I had with everybody that was, like, positive. Like, they were excited, like, wow, you're, like, doing coffee here. You're having a good time. I was like, yeah, man, this is cool, you know. And that left an impression on me that I was like, wow, okay, I think I could, like, pour with these people I've seen in this. And a lot of these people are actually kind of cool, you know. Like, the world was bigger than just Espresso Vivace at that point, you know. And it got me thinking about more. And I was like, 
I wonder what else could happen. That's rad. Then Kyle Glanville comes to pay me a visit, you know, sees that all of a sudden my brain is starting to think a little bit more and talks to me about Intelligentsia Venice. Wow. Recruited. Yeah. That, Recruited. And, that, and that's where I was like, all right, I think I do got to push this forward, man. I think I think I can I can hang with this. That's yeah. a big jump. Yeah. yeah. Seattle to L.A. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so heavy. Yeah. That trip was that trip was amazing. I remember mm-hmm. Gabe was so pumped on you. I mean, he's yeah, like, you talk about somebody I didn't interact with, you know, on Flickr so much, you know, and I'm like, yo, this guy's Puerto Rican. He's yeah, that's working what he, at the first thing. He's like, like, that dude's Puerto Rican. He's got, he's got neck tattoos. That guy's Puerto Rican. Got neck tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Tim's like, that's my favorite barista yo, ever. <laughs> it meant something, man. It, it did. It you was know. super cool. I, yeah. I appreciated it, even not knowing who you are, because where we came from, like, baristas kind of looked a certain way, and they had a certain vibe, and that was with Jared and I, when we went to our first barista competition, we kind of felt like outsiders. Mm. Like, I kind of looked like a skateboarder, he looks like a surfer, and everyone else just didn't have that look, sure. and I was like, am I supposed to be here? Yeah, <laughs> I was wearing like, uh, heavy uh, football jerseys and, yeah. you know, baseball caps and stuff, yeah. I was like, what am I doing? Totally. Like, what's the deal? Bring in the athleticism. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. Extreme sports, <laughs> traditional sports yeah. coming sports together. Coming together. Well, you know, David had had us all hip on the idea of wearing black shirts and like you know long sleeve you know and looking a certain kind of way behind Dapper. the bar and then you know he realized he kind of couldn't put me in that box you know and then he was like all right yeah just let you go and i was wearing all these crazy jerseys and colorful things and crazy hats and stuff you know um so i was happy to kind of break that mold a little bit though that's so know? sick yeah. yeah did moving from there so when you've competed in your first like world latte championships you were in la at that time uh, or was that yes yeah yeah i was working for intelligentsia i was now having the opportunity to pour in upwards of four or five hundred drinks a day so busy because you started primed. at silver lake they did yeah i was at silver lake maybe in like its 13th month of existence you know and Man, I was lucky there, too. Like, I got embraced by a lot of Silver Lake cats, you know, that uh, when we opened up the Venice location again, you know, people were like, oh, man, I'm going to have a reason to, like, come out to Venice, you know, and uh, it made the community that much, you know, smaller. And for, you know, a person moving into a big city, you know, it was awesome. You know, it felt more like community. That's so sick. Yeah, but it's yeah, like Silver Lake. Silver Lake's wild. That place mm-hmm. was so busy. It was nuts. It was yeah. freaking wild. It was wild. super nuts. Like, yeah. first to market there, really. Yeah. No, I mean, I remember weighing out, out, you know, uh, we were doing clovers, clover brews at the time, right? <laughs> yeah. My first job at Silver Lake. Because there was no batch brew. Dude, wow, there right? was, yeah, no batch Buy brew. The cup stuff no, only, all this, yo, squeegee, you know Yeet. what I'm saying, on, on, the, clover, on the, the clover, you know. And, I mean, I, I remember to this day, I would think we were weighing out like 29 and a half grams per cup or something. And uh, that was my first job at Silver Lake. Was stir it with the whisk. Stir it with the whisk. Just like that. <laughs> puck. Get rid of that you know, puck. Get it out of there. That's a wild origin story, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it is. It's crazy. There's like there's there's levels. There as yeah. we say. And there's even there's time we will not have to be able to talk no, this out now. No, yeah. Next you're, week. You're getting a taste. There'll be round taste. two. <laughs> yeah. You're like the undercover brother. But not. So <laughs> you were this person that I didn't even know existed. You it's know, all right. I, until I, like I can be a, I can be a last Jack year. Jack. And I can then be a Charles guy. I, I was like, oh, Derek. I like to be on the internet. Yeah, you like to be on the internet. I represent. There's uh, some internet st- shots happening oh, over here. Happening. We get, we get like in the selfie game. Right putting the selfies on. The selfie you game know. is great. Tag, it's the best thing ever. Tag, comment, yeah. subscribe, or whatever. Subscribe, rate, and review. <laughs> Share with your friends. You yeah. ever been on Zanga? What is... 
How would you describe your day to day in it, uh, in the Minotti's world? It really depends. Responsible. Uh, That's uh, what it is. Look at all those keys. <laughs> a lot of keys. Yeah. My back kind of hurts from is that, that. Are you cool, dude? That's no, a major good. key alert right there. Major key alert. Major key. Major. Major key. <laughs> Just give me a little. Jeez, Sound they're up. all do not duplicate. That means they're all really important. Very uh, there's important. Some keys. Do not duplicate. Do not duplicate. Do not duplicate. How much property do you own? You can't dude? duplicate <laughs> a person like this. Can't duplicate you. Duplicate. No. Cannot duplicate you. Yep. <laughs> I'm basically just uh, trading cryptocurrencies, like you know. <laughs> Yo. Well, okay. The, well, yeah. Let me let me spin it for you. Well, so, can okay, I spin so, it for you? Yeah, spin or it. Or were you gonna spin it, it in your it, own direction? I, I don't know. I was trying to start my thought start process. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, because it, it, there's no one day is the same. Because some days start bar backing, like you know, in the sinks, truly D in the sinks. That's my snap handle. Get in there. Uh, okay. Also, some days are. Talking on the phone, talking to Marshmallow or, you know, Chris Baca or Bahrain or Tokyo and, you know. Everything in Bahrain. Yeah. Some, making some things happen. Some days is, you know, providing food runs. Maybe our milk distributor. Nobody cares it. about my blood sugar intake as much as this guy right here. I man. really want my, yeah. my people, yeah. our people to be hydrated, uh, well-fed, proper pH balance internally, oh. uh, you know. So th there's a lot of layers and I a like, lot of levels. I think something that I see you as, which we touched on earlier, is uh, some sort of cultural curator, yeah. like opening up people's minds to weird and potentially unusual things. Definitely. And I think one story, there's probably many more that illustrate that, was you told the story of there was some sort of staff bonus thing Back in the day, well, yeah, or more recently, but or yeah. more recently, yeah. But like, Whenever, yeah. and you offered, okay, you could take this cash, or offered X amount of like Bitcoin, right? Yeah, we, cryptocurrency. We, we, basically, we had a little bonus we want to sh share with everyone, and it's either you got the option of cash, Bitcoin, Litecoin, or Ethereum. You know, kind of some of the major world currencies, if you will, and just wanted to see what the sentiment would be or how. People want to approach storing value for their future. and Which is interesting because some of those little bits that you gave are worth a lot more now. Definitely, yeah. But even more so than that, I think it's cool because you're plugged into all these things. Like The more I get to know you, the more stuff you're plugged into. Just when I think you can't actually be plugged into more stuff. Some people call me day to D. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. It's like, whoa, I'll mention something. I'm like, hey, there's this weird idea. You're like, oh, yeah, that's like, man, I'm doing that already. <laughs> no, Some people. But I, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Not in like a, not in a corny way, but. Thank you. There's this whole world out there that a lot of people aren't attuned to. And it's hard to stay up on those things. So by opening doors to people to just experience things that they might not get to experience otherwise i think that's pretty awesome thank you so much yeah d definitely love sharing ideas yeah. and oh uh knowledge i'm so thankful that you're doing these podcasts and sharing knowledge and thank you for having us a part of this um, sharing session but yeah, yeah i mean well. i was while we were standing up on you know on bar together and everything you know and i was saying you know literally standing next to somebody I look up to in the industry a whole lot. Dude, I mean, that's fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. I mean, dude, I received that. I appreciate that. Man, I, yeah. I, you know, there are, you know, you talk about that competition you were in. You, you took third place. I remember watching you there. That was, was that the one that Sawada won, right? That was, no, that was before that. 
That oh, was the when year before. He year was before. there. Yeah, that's right. But he remember he used to be so that's nervous right. that he could not actually pour. That's Thanks. right. And yeah. he had these pictures of like yep. the most amazing latte art, yep. and then he would produce nothing. Yeah. But that was when the Canadians yeah. were killing it. Yeah, just the year before. Yeah, Layla Osberg with her heart or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, the stuff, hearts you know? were on fire, yeah, dude. It was like that, that diamond yeah. shit. Yeah. Hearts on fire all yep. day. Yep. But no, I mean, like I ever, I remembered seeing you then, you know, and then. It was kind of nuts to, you know, go to work for Intelligentsia and everything and then be helping train your competitors. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, w- it was nuts because, like, while I was helping people I've worked with, you know, compete with you, I was admiring your approach to the competition. That's you know cool. What I'm saying? I appreciate that. So, I mean, for me to be able to say, like, I'm working with somebody I've looked up to in the industry and I appreciate and everything, you know, finally, you know. Jared also gets some love for that as well too. Hell yeah, you know I mean? yeah, so for sure. I, uh, dude, it, it's a dream come true. Dude, yeah. I, I we, sentiment is the same. I appreciate that. So yeah. It's real. We're I like, inspired by the trips that you offer your employees. We try to offer our employees other world experiences as well, like music festivals. Um, you know, movie premieres, but also origin trips. And, and you got some crazy stuff going on, like. You got people on staff who want to get their cue. Yeah, we, we're like, supporting what's up with Q graders. Dude. We're supporting uh, latte art championships. I think that's fun an amazing world story. travels. Uh, dude, like the, <sighs> coffee, music are such beautiful vehicles to see the world, to touch base with the international community, and and we're come work with us. You know, we're really excited. <laughs> come yeah. mess with us, dude. Yeah, no, like, I mean, to help you on something that you know, for me to tell the story of of being grateful for David, you know, to recognize something in me and want to push me forward you know we've got a gal uh jackie that works with us that you know for us to recognize like man she's really caring about this a little extra you know and she's putting in it putting in a certain amount of time that you know she doesn't necessarily need to and everything but it's evident you know that she cares about this you know you gotta like recognize it you know and foster that you know and it was, you know, she's like, look, I've been wanting to take these classes. That is, she, um, she brought me the cue sort of layout and everything. I'm like, yeah, girl, let's do this. Let's get you up there, you know. And, I mean, she's forked up the money herself, you know what I mean, to, you know, put herself up there, you know. But I'm like, yeah, we'll make sure you got that time off, you know. Like, we'll make that happen, you know. And it's awesome to see somebody else get bit by it in a way and run with it, you know. She blew me away because I opened up that door. We were all hanging out last night. Thank yeah. you for letting me. Thank you. Us come into that staff meeting. It was, it was great. But I just, all I did was ask her. I was like, hey, what, what made you want to get the cue? And then she just goes, and she talked for like, you know, five minutes. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just rambling. I'm like, no, I want to know. Like, this is amazing. Pure. And then she did it again. And I was like, whoa, this is sick. And it's so unusual, and I don't know why more people do this. Like, I don't have my cue, but usually people who get their cue work for coffee roasting companies. So it's kind of an interesting thing to have someone who works for a company that doesn't roast coffee just be, it's just pure love. Like, I just want to do this because this is what I'm psyched about. Oh, yeah. This is what I believe in. Like, I, yeah. I have that thirst. I got that hunger. Yep. And I'm going to go get it. No, I mean, she's, you know, born and raised here in Venice, you know, like, young Mexican lady that, you know, to be honest, you know, in our industry and everything, there is a level of representation of people of color and, you know, various backgrounds. We're still looking to, you know, champion and put in the right positions and stuff. And in the most authentic and amazing way I could ever hope, somebody is rising through the ranks in my own shop, you know what I mean? And it's like, the responsibility is mine to help push her forward and others, you know? So it's the best thing I, like, part best part of 
my existence now after being a latte art competitor and all this you know stuff now. So yeah, you're just getting to foster that other yeah. growth. You know, <laughs> next generation. It's like from one comes many. You know, I think yeah. that's like the coolest thing for me about being a part of a team that owns a business is seeing it's like an energy multiplier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. It's true. If like there's so much you can do, but then. With Alex, with Jared, with Tanner, with Kristen, with Natalie, with everybody, like it's power. It's so much more power. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah it's and like I mean, a, it's like an amplifier. Hundred percent teamwork. You know, and we've had situations where teamwork has been super necessary. Like we do Coachella, we're the coffee in the main VIP area, and you know those are logistical sort of you know, Rubik's cubes that we have to like form and figure out and everything. You know, and I always I've come away feeling stronger. You know, with some of my, my my staff and everything because, you know, we end up going through things that we don't go through in the shop here. A right. line 60 people deep for seven hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> different goal we're going to get through this. Yeah. You, know you come back saying? bonded and on a different kind yo, of level. Problem solving, so key. Yeah. So, I mean, life it's, in general. So, it's like, learning rad. to solve problems together is yep. pretty special. It's yep. super special. Mm-hmm. Dude. I this is super special. This is special. This, this is pretty special. special. Thank this is the you, very Chris first Baca. podcast. Ever, well, second a, podcast. Second I've podcast. Ever done. Yeah. yeah. That's love, awesome. Yeah. This is po- two podcasts deep. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. heard it here second, but you heard these stories here first. I might have smoked one of them away, though, or something. I'll be real about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got to save some for round two. We round should get two. back to the real world right Let's now. Let's do that. Yeah. Thank pretty you so fun. much for Sorry. taking the time. Yeah, thank We're you so much for taking the time. Sorry if I've been waving and, you know. Oh, no, waving's great. Okay. Cool. I love it. I yeah. like the realism of it. Yeah. You know Connecting what I mean? through I see you. There's stuff, two you know. worlds. There's this world and then there's this. There's this, there's this other world. Yeah. Thanks for we listening to Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Thank you for having us. You'll be hearing from these cats soon. We love you. We love you. 